0: Internet break, folks.
1: Yep, those 10 seconds that you spoke there, all I heard was internet breaks, and the rest of it is nothing. Nothing. (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt and Matt. My name is Matt.
0: And I'm Matt, too.
1: We are still in the midst of coronavirus crisis.
0: Or as uh, comedian Bob Marley calls it, Corona Watch. <laughs> have you seen that? He calls it Corona, Corona Watch. It's awesome. Find that on Facebook. It's, oh, it's, definitely. it's great.
1: Uh, so we're going to update you listeners today on some things that have happened. Uh, yeah. Inc- including one today, just before we recorded.
0: Breaking news. We're like, yeah. We're like an actual news organization. Take that fox news and msnbc
1: if we ever become an actual news organization i
0: feel sorry for news yeah that's when you know that all news has gone (laughs) right to hell (laughs)
1: uh so our first thing today is uh we got an email from hillary reisler uh she is the legislative
0: uh, guru guru yeah Let's just, let's just, let's just call her what she let's, is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Legislative guru. I think she's I think the
0: guru. She the, holds that blade. ship together. She holds that ship together. We all know it.
1: She has an update on the independent review of states, the state's early childhood special ed services uh, that was authorized last year. And there was a review that was supposed to happen and they were supposed to give a report uh, sometime this week,
0: That's which correct, obviously they were
1: did not happen as you meant, as you Remember from our last pod, uh, the legislature has adjourned.
0: They've gone away just like, well, most of us have. They're yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully social distancing. Uh, let's hope. Let's hope. Uh, so what is going
1: to happen is that uh, this report is obviously not going to happen anymore. Uh, and the PCG, what is the PCG? The Public Consulting Group Incorporated. Uh, I knew that was in there somewhere. Uh, They recommend they conduct a representative cost analysis, which would delay that report until June. But their best recommendation was that they delay it until the fall so they could conduct a full-scale system cost study of the current and actual cost of elementary and preschool services. And then there's a lot of like, blah, this is what it's going to be, blah, 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 blah. blah. And now that's going to be somewhere in uh, December. Of 2020, which is a while away, but the report will be much more in depth and much more um, coherent. I would
0: hope. Uh, that, I, that that might be asking a bit much. Oh, That's um, fair, especially especially if there's finances involved. You know how we do with that. Yeah, we look um, at the bottom number. We're like, yeah,
1: it sounds like a lot, but yeah, let's do that.
0: Okay, sure. Sounds good to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Economic
0: <laughs> notes with Matt and Matt. Yep, yeah, sounds like a number. Okay, go for it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jesus. <laughs> oh, so silly cuz it's true. Uh so I think this is a good thing overall.
0: Look, I this is a big a big change. See, moving CDS up upending all of that is enormous. To do that in the midst of this entire other, you know, pandemic crisis happening when schools are who knows what schools are going to look like now or in the future. It, I, it, just, it just seems ridiculous to even try it. So kudos to them for taking this and taking their time to say, we're going to pause on this. When this Would it be good? Possibly. Would it be bad? Possibly. But it's huge. And there's a lot of ripples and good, for them for ta- good, for, good on them for taking their time with it. Agreed. Agreed.
1: So the next thing that we're going to talk about is uh, an update from our commissioner that came out yesterday, the 25th. March 25th and she goes through a whole lot of things which will lead into our third part of this. But these are the new things that are out there, uh, for clarifications from the commissioner, uh, about the first one is the minimum minimum number of days for the school year. It's been waived.
0: Is this like, like in the NFL where they go out of waivers?
1: I think so, but I wonder if like New Hampshire gets to pick us up
0: for a minimum fee for a minimum of fee could or could we franchise the number of days of the school year
1: mm, that's a good point
0: to avoid going on to waivers we will have to uh talk to the commissioner
1: and ask her these silly questions oh sorry these amazing questions and see welcome to nfl goes. free agency talk with matt and matt uh so minimum number of school days have been waived the waived. state assessment system and ESA accountability has been waived there
0: will be no state assessments uh, yeah, they're, they're the only caveat to that, with the, so the Empower assessments, not happening. The SAT for main purposes, not happening. The alternate assessments, the science assessments, not happening. The one thing that's still out there, though, are the AP assessments. Those, as of right now, are still happening. In I a believe, different format. They're but they're transitioning, but they're, tra- yeah. but they're moving to a different format. And there's going to be more information on that coming uh, soon, um, that I know of at least. But yes. that, that is one thing that is still happening just in a different way, just like everything else happening these days. Exactly. Uh, another thing is about certification.
1: Uh, any renewal applications that have been impacted by the coronavirus, has you, you can get an extension of up to one year. I'm not exactly sure about the details of that one, but uh, it seems like they're going to be extremely flexible for anyone uh, who might have issues, which makes sense. Yeah, it does. And, they, and good for them for thinking about that too. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, the next one is about pre-service and educator prep programs. It says in lieu of certain coursework, practicum, and or internship requirements, DOE will accept rec- recommendations from educator prep programs regarding the qualifications of pre-service educators who are currently in an educator preparation program or certification program that has been disrupted by COVID-19. So, uh, I believe that if you, if you have not finished your student teaching, for instance, it's still going to be okay. As long as you get recommended for it. Is that how you read that?
0: That That is how I read it. So it'd be like a, let's say there was a high school situation where they wanted to, were worried about how they might graduate people. They could say, well, they've done the work up till now. We could just call it good until then. I think so too. That's, that's, uh, that's how I'm reading that. It, me too. You, you've, You've met the requirements, and if there there were, there may have been additional requirements traditionally, but because of this situation, those are going to be, as we've said previously, waived. The next one is about PEPG. Woo!
1: I was hoping you'd do that. Uh, that has all been waived about state regulations for this particular year. Uh, enforcement of any locally developed policies, program systems, are still at the discretion of the local unit.
0: Yeah, that's a really important point. I think that um, the state has waived all their accountability measures from there. But as we've, for those of you who paid attention from our PEPG discussions, um, it's all local control, it's all a local thing. And so any kind of changes have to be made at the local level. So, with the what my, one of my questions on this that I have is with the change that happened last year regarding um, having teachers be on the steering committee and all plan changes have to be made by the steering committee how does this work in this era now? Do this, does the steering committee have to be convened and then make those decisions to update it? Or is this something that it can just be like a Thanos snap and just change everything?
1: I guess it depends on your local unit. In my district, we're just kind of saying, okay, it's waived. We're not going to worry about that this year. That's way down the list of things that we're going to worry about right now.
0: Yeah, I, I I get that, and I, I, I don't want to worry about it either, but of the top questions that I've gotten from teachers, are those of probationary teachers, are those in their final year of their cycle, and how this is going to impact yep. them, and so th- th- it really concerns them, and so districts need to be thinking about what's their answer for that, and yep. if it's a local decision, and the steering committee is in charge of all of that, I think it's important to make sure that you know, the steering committee is at least involved in the decision, in my, in my view, in my view. Well, yeah, I think that makes sense. I think those conversations are
1: probably being had with the teachers that need to be had those conversations with.
0: Hopefully they've started long before March 26th. Maybe, maybe not. Good point. Because some people may have just focused on, you know, making sure we can connect with our students first and then we'll worry about that other stuff down the road.
1: Also true. Also true. Let's talk about the next one. Let's talk about
0: IDEA and special
1: education services. Uh, This This is a huge one. This This is the
0: longest explanation. There's so much to this that's happening right now. And there's so much discussion and questions and layers and nuance to everything. In fact,
1: there's so much to it. We're not going to talk about it, but we are going to put a link into our show notes and our, Twitter and Facebook pages about the uh, DOE has put out a special page for this one. So anything related to special ed uh, and the COVID-19 disease, uh, it will all be there. And it is a huge webpage with all kinds of stuff. Uh, And we could talk about it for hours uh, like we usually do. Uh, But there's so much and there's some bigger things that we want to get to today. But we will link to all of those things and make sure you bookmark those pages Uh, listeners so you can always refer to them because they are being updated uh it seems like almost hourly basis it seems it's it's going so fast it's
0: really hard to keep up uh the next one
1: that uh, pender talks about is school bus deliveries of meals and academic materials uh and this one is uh super funny as it turns out it was a
0: little flippant i really enjoyed it
1: A a little bit, because I know some some districts are uh, delivering meals and uh, academic packets and that sort of thing, uh, depending on where your district is and, you know, the size of uh, the size of it and the the geographic location, all that one. Uh, But it turns out that the flashing lights on buses must only be used when school aged passengers are on board. Please ask your transportation team to just pull over and use a regular blinker when making deliveries.
0: Hear that, you food service workers and principals and assistant principals and ed techs and teachers and administrators going out to help. Nope. No lights for you. No you lights for you. You get a you blinker. Get a blinker.
1: Kids get flashing lights. You get a blinker.
0: You Sorry. get a blinker and you'll like it.
1: The last one in Pender's message it talks of it'll. A little bit more serious part, uh, CDC notifications to superintendents and school nurses when a positive COVID case is identified. Mm -hmm. And it is now because there are so much backup with the the testing that families of students and or staff members might have notified schools before the main CDC staff does. Uh, So it says a lot of blah, 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 blah. Because of this, Maine CDC can no longer guarantee that the superintendent and school nurse will be notified of a positive case. That's a huge deal right there. It is. Maine CDC and Maine DOE will do their best to communicate as we are able with school staff as quickly as possible. And I think in this case, I know I've, I've read about um, an elementary school student uh, somewhere in the state, I forget exactly where, has been identified with a positive test as of today. Uh, and there are a few staff members and a few students in Maine, uh, and this is going to happen uh, more and more as we go uh, in the
0: days and weeks forward. Uh, and well, I, especially told if I- if we can get if we can get more testing, then we'd be able to know at least where those things were and what and where the outbreaks were happening. But well, right now, we just don't know anything. No, it's it's hard, and I understand that it is
1: not really anybody's fault at this point about notifications and stuff. Um, and fortunately, the news is is so big at this point that people learn things pretty pretty darn quickly. You might not be first, but you know pretty quickly. Uh, and it does say if you learn of a positive case in your school community, staff or student, please contact Emily Poland, the nurse consultant at the DOE at emily.poland at gov. And uh, she can distribute that news as she fit and find some information. Yeah. So
0: that is most. Yeah, of, I, I, I will go say ahead. that. No, I will say that, that that's one of the things that I think we can always say about this situation is that the folks at CDC and Maine DOE, which we're gonna get to more in a minute, and our teachers, our administrators, they're all putting in like Uber time and they're all putting in Uber efforts. And um, it's just to see communities coming together in this particular environment where things are so hard and social. There's so much anxiety, but people are coming together and doing the human thing, and it's wonderful seeing. Agreed. Uh,
1: the next thing that came out in the last day or so uh, talks about public comment to waive requirements related to assessment, chronic absenteeism, accountability, identifications and components. Uh, this is just required by law. We Maine has the waiver to do all the things that we just talked about at the beginning of Pender's message there. Uh, but now you have to have public comment about it. Uh, a, an emergency message went out right, there. It's a formality. Of- it's a formality, but you have public comments starting right now until April 10th. Uh, I don't expect anything bad to go through with this one, but um, but it's out there. And if you want to comment on it for, for or against, please do that. We like participation. All right, let's get to the last part of our uh pod for today it is the uh coronavirus
0: resources for schools put up by the doe you know i've been pretty critical of doe over the years personally but i will say that right now over the last week or two as we've been going through this the doe and the folks there have stepped up tremendously they have done an amazing job of of support the districts of getting now where they can be honest with what they know and what they don't know, and now providing or a resources for our educators in all content areas, in all different areas, with ver things. So it's just been amazing to see them just bloom and blossom like this. i totally agree. Uh, the page you can
1: find it at uh, main.gov/dee/COVID-19 and it gets updated just about daily. Yeah, if not more so. If not more so. So there's all kinds of links to the virtual content meetings uh, with the content specialists. Um, There's links to,
0: oh, go ahead. I've talked to staff of people who've, many of those, I haven't been able to attend any myself, but I'm going to be, and I just hear that they're fantastic. Great conversations happening, a lot of deep learning happening, and um, everyone, coming together with this unified vision and purpose of figuring out how to get the best connection and the best um, engagement with their learners. I would agree,
1: I would agree. There is a lot of uh, uh, other links on there about school safety, about providing meals to students, about internet connectivity, uh, which as you listeners can find out today, we are uh, having some internet connectivity problems. but that is going to be the case when everybody's at home, and as I right. as this uh, as we're recording right now, I just got a message on my computer said South Portland has a shelter in place order as of right now. so I think we're going to be starting to be at home a heck of a lot more than we have been in the last two weeks.
0: Uh, yeah yeah so, I, we've been we, I, we've been talking and hearing things you know a lot of schools are out until the end of April after a traditional April vacation. And I think the wise thing to do is to hope that we're back by then, but to plan for eight to 20 weeks Yeah. because that's, that's looking likely and yeah. to hope for that time, but to plan for those, which that, which that means you're going into graduation time for you seniors. We're going possibly yeah. into, the, into the beginning of the fall. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's time to start planning for that. And schools, district administrators, I know they are thinking about it. Teachers, start thinking about those things too. Talk with your administrators, talk with your parents. Be open and honest and say, We're we don't know, we're figuring it out. But yep. we want to have your input. We want to know what you're doing. And that's one of the like one of the things I love what's happening on the DOE page and the DOE site through them is they are taking information. They are taking people's thoughts and ideas and they're just combining it and putting it out for people to have because everyone's in this position of we don't know what to do but we need to do something
1: yep and i like the fact that there's a lot of information from different places and districts can choose the ones districts or schools or teachers can choose the ones that work for them work for them for their kids uh and it's really nice to see there's tons of resources there even for parents caregivers kids Uh, There's so much stuff on there. Uh, I can't recommend it
0: highly. There are model letters for community or staff, general resources, CTE resources, special ed resources, primary grades, upper elementary grades. It's just, they've done a fantastic job of pulling this together and they're going to keep adding to it as the field tells them what is working, what is not working, what they need, what they don't. Agreed. Agreed. There's a lot of stuff
1: on there. Uh, there is a video from Commissioner uh, Micken that's on there that came out mm, a couple of days ago. Is it Sunday-ish, now? Monday-ish. Uh, which that's is a really, must-watch. It's really good to see. And I, I would, if you are a listener and have not watched that yet, uh, please go watch that. It's about eight minutes long, I think. Some. And it is, it's really good. And her, her tone and message, I thought, was well, well done. So, congrats to uh, the commissioner for this one.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And this is really what leadership looks like in this time. I, I I really I really stick with that. It's it's a fantastic example of what leadership is and can be in this kind of a crisis.
1: Agreed. So, as listeners, they're looking for that leadership, and of course, they're listening to us, Matt. So, what does that mean? That means they at least follow us on Twitter.
0: Where can that you do that? It matters. Yeah. <laughs> you know (laughs) that's true uh that means that means if they've been following us on twitter hopefully they got to see that video of ernest borgnine reading the rainbow fish
1: that was was amazing
0: pretty pretty darn amazing right hell yeah it was hell yeah Uh, um you know of course follow us on facebook which is facebook.com slash main education matters uh we'll be posting stuff when we can or like when we have it like sometimes some people might have a picture of fire, flaming hot p- dill pickle chips, and that goes up on the page too. Because, well, there's times to be serious and there's times to be silly, and
1: we're a bit of both. We are a bit of both. That is darn sure. Uh, so I don't know when we'll be back, but uh, let's let's try to check in weekly on this. I agree. Uh, we'll
0: try to be- at least weekly, and unless, unless something comes up, something dire like there's a whole new brand of pickle chips that we have to share out. Oh that's you know. that's definitely worth a 2 hour <laughs> deconstruction pod. Totally
1: agree. <laughs> and our listeners were to expect nothing less. Nothing less again on brand for us. Perfect. All right, with that we will see you soon and stay safe
0: out there. Stay healthy. Bye.